Remember those awesome claymation movies that you watched as a kid? Well, we're going to talk with a historian from Rankin Bass today on This Is Today. the pleasure of being joined by the official Rankin Bass historian and biographer, Rick Goldschmidt. Hey, Rick, thank you for joining me today. Hey, thanks for having me. So some people may not be familiar with Rankin Bass. Okay, you're probably, though, familiar with Rudolph, Santa Claus, Frosty the Snowman, all these holiday specials that have, I feel like, been a part of my entire life, and I've made those now a part of my kid's life. Uh, those were all made by a company called Rankin Bass Animated Entertainment, and um, you're the official historian, so I shouldn't be telling people about this. I should probably let uh, you tell people a little about Rankin Bass. Arthur Rankin Jr. and Jules Bass formed the company basically in the late 1950s, early 60s. They discovered in Japan a stop-motion style called Animagic. The lead animator on, on the Animagic was Tad Moshinaga, who was the father of stop-motion in Japan. And Arthur Rankin was a particular fan of the Japanese culture to begin with. And he loved this style of animation and brought it to the States with a television series called The New Adventures of Pinocchio. Pinocchio was his favorite Disney film, and that's why he chose that title. Oh, okay. And then they followed it up with uh, Tales of the Wizard of Oz, which was another series that was broken into small uh, segments for local kitty show host to show and um, that was a mild success and they they did a television special called return to oz with the same characters in 1964 hmm. with the general electric company sponsoring it but they also did a special in 1964 called rudolph the red-nosed reindeer and that opened the doors wide open for basically a 30-year uh, non-stop entertainment career for the for the duo. And that aired for the first time on NBC back on December 6th, 1964, right? Right. And it was only supposed to air two times. Oh, really? Um, yeah. <laughs> and, and promote GE products. And actually, Rankin Bass did the commercials, which I have posted on YouTube, uh, we tracked them down, oh, and cool. the, they have the elves, three of the elves from the special in the commercials. Um, so it was all to promote GE houseware products, but it really took off because people loved the the show so much that they want to watch it over and over and over again. We're on fifty six years now. Mm. Um, and it just had a magical quality to it, particularly because of the writing of Romeo Muller, who created all of the other characters besides Rudolph, um, Hermie the dentist and Yukon Cornelius and the Bumble. And I mean, there's so many great characters in it. It's like a Wizard of Oz of animation. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I love the dentist. That's my favorite one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, there was an auction recently of some of the characters was uh santa claus and rudolph um i uh 
helped with the catalog for that. Profiles in History did the auction, and the pair went for $368,000. I thought it was going to go for more than a million. And these two came out of the display pieces that were at the Rockefeller Plaza, and then eventually they made their way back to the Rankin-Bass offices, and Arthur gave them to his secretary in the 70s. And then the secretary gave them to her nephew and they got really beaten up. My friend bought them from the secretary's nephew. He got them restored and we took them out on tour. Oh, that's so cool. I would love to see that. I'd I'd pay for that. (laughs) I'd I'd pay to go see these things. In the crazy times that we're living in right now, you watch these animated classics and it just takes you back. It makes you feel good. You can't not feel good after spending time with Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer or, you know, Santa Claus or Frosty or any of these. Like, you feel great at the the end of the show. Right. Well, um... One thing that Arthur Rankin and Jules Bass were responsible for was bringing personality to the art form, whereas stop motion had been prior to the Rankin-Bass specials done by George Powell and other people in um, that, you know, circle of animation, but it, they never really had the characterization that they did with the Rankin-Bass specials with Burl Ives and Fred Astaire and all of these great actors had good uh, voice qualities for animation. Mm -hmm. And that was probably one of the biggest successes that Rankin-Bass productions had. And I, I hear that they actually wrote those characters for those actors, right? Right. Well, Romeo Muller, uh, the genius writer behind everything, he really knew how to write for these characters and it wasn't necessarily written down for children. Um, you know, everyone in, in, in the family can enjoy the shows and still enjoy the shows. And it was due to that writing specifically for these kinds of personalities. And then Paul Coker Jr. Most of the time designed the characters to look like, the actors so Mm. it really (laughs) it all came together and these were seasoned veterans too they weren't you know today's entertainment i think relies on a lot of young talent right out of college right whereas back then rankin bass hired people that had 20 30 years experience in the business yeah and well it shows (laughs) that experience shows (laughs) all these they're fantastic so I've always loved these movies. Uh, they've been a part of my entire life. I watch them every single year. I watch them with my kids now. Uh, how does one become a historian for Rankin-Bass? Well, um, right out of college, my favorite artists were Jack Davis and Paul Coker Jr. out of Mad Magazine. Oh, yeah. And um, I started corresponding with Jack Davis because he was the most similar to my art style and I knew he designed Mad Monster Party and some of the other Rankin Bass shows like the Jackson 5 and I just said you know whatever happened to those two guys Mm. Arthur Rankin and Jules and he said that they were he was still doing work for them and that I should get a hold of Paul Coker which I did 
and Paul Coker gave me Arthur's number in Bermuda, and I told him there should be a book. And he said, send me two chapters, and I did. Oh, cool. And he liked them, and, and and I just kind of fell into it. It was sort of like a calling. Uh, well, hey, thank you for uh, jumping in and uh, joining me today. Sure. Thanks for having me. Merry Christmas. Hey, and he has several books available on Amazon, so be sure to go check those out. You can collect those as well. By the way, I got to mention that today is National Cookie Exchange Day. I wonder if he would exchange cookies for some of those books. Uh, you know, maybe it's worth a question. I don't know. You can check it out. <laughs> All right. Hey, thank you for listening to This Is Today. I want to remind you that tomorrow I'm going to be running an interview that I did with NORAD about tracking Santa. It's a great one for the kids to listen to tomorrow. You're going to find out where Santa's going to be, how he's going to get to your house. I, we figure out everything. Everything there is to know. Well, maybe not everything, but as much as you can figure out, 10 minutes. That is our podcast tomorrow. Again, make sure the kids listen. All right, let's take a look at our birthdays for today. Ted Cruz turns 51 today. Jordan Sparks is 32. Megan Trainer is 28. And G. Hanalinius, Hanalis, the one from Dog with the Blog. She's 23 today. <laughs> That's your look at December 22nd. Thanks for listening to This Is Today. We do our best to pull together all the correct information. If we made a mistake and you heard it, you're super smart or super sorry. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and give us a five star if you think we deserve it. Please do go check out our website. It's newly redesigned and it's awesome. It's called thisistodaypodcast.com. You can make suggestions, give us feedback and see our other podcasts. I hope you enjoyed learning about today. I'm Russ, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.